0: Welcome back to These Are Bad Movies. I'm Amanda
1: Ferriante. And I'm Amy Bell. And this week, we're going to mention our social media. Yeah, because we have it and we forget to mention that a lot. Because we really can uh, use your support. Like It really helps us.
0: To feel appreciated and and valid and like we're not speaking into the void.
1: And making a connection with people. We're in deep need for connection. I have made a friend from this podcast you know who you are possibly if if we've recently become friends via facebook because of this podcast uh that's you this feels like a craigslist
0: misconnection i know (laughs) (laughs) anyway check us out facebook the twitter instagram we post about new episodes and amy checks those things so
1: check it out yeah i like to engage with people on these subjects deeper so yeah come
0: at me let's go do it and with that out of the way this week we're going to watch a movie that amy's bringing to the table
1: yeah we're gonna watch a classic the uh, 1927 movie metropolis directed by fritz lang which you've seen before i have seen before i have not seen it but i'm aware of it
0: have you read anything about it i mean that it's an old silent film that is Um, considered, at least based on my poor recollection, to be, like, a cinematic early masterpiece in terms of just what is depicted on screen. Yeah. Very ambitious. Yeah. That's my full awareness of it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, this will be fun.
0: Amy thinks it's just the worst.
1: Oh, I'm going to be so up on my high horse on this one.
0: Yeah. And it looks like it's two and a half hours, which is in keeping with everything You've ever done <laughs> so fun, fun,
1: all right, let's do it. We're back. That was a whole movie. It was a whole movie. it was fun yeah it it it's visually pleasing, incredibly so yeah it, artistic it's it's more of a work of art.
0: It is very much a work of art. I agree with this. There were shots it was interesting. There was exposures fading in and out of each other. Lots of movement, lots of shine. Um, They got, you know, lots of soft uh, filters in the right place.
1: Very good use of lighting. It painted Uh, backdrops at times that were mm, just added a surrealistic cartoon element to it that didn't quite hit cartoonish it was tastefully done it's
0: it's like a precursor to the painted backdrops in star wars for example
1: yeah it was it was beautiful
0: And, and notably the scene where i yelled they put the camera on a swing they did
1: yeah it lots of good uh camera tricks um just doing cool things choreography that wasn't dance it was just choreography of motion that was
0: to appear mechanized yes very effective
1: very very cool effect and a huge cast massive
0: oh my goodness i i wouldn't even guess
1: how many people
0: they filmed for this no over 17 months that's a real long movie production
1: it is so i want to start off by seeing how our lord of the plot handles the plot of this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She asked me if she could make a uh, flowchart. <laughs> or, you know, bullet point, an outline,
0: just to try to wrap my head around
1: it. But That's... I said, no, let's see how this goes free form. And so here goes. There are a
0: couple plots in this. Some more crucial than others. The main plot is of Frieder and correct me if I pronounce things in a way because this movie was made It's a silent film. But also, you know, there's there's text cards and it was made in Germany. Yes. So lots of German words. Right. Names. So the movie's about Frieder, who is the son of Joe Frieder? Son? Joe Friederson. Something like that, yes. A Frieder man. (laughs) Um, And the important thing about the Friederson family is they run the world of this movie.
1: At least the city.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean...
1: Metropolis. Metropolis.
0: And um, Friederson represents the head in the body of the city, or this society, and... Below the city is the under the workers' city, which is below ground. And then below even that is where the work happens. And then below that are catacombs. Um, and so, the, where the work happens with the workers is the hands of the body of the city. And the hands and the head are historically in a clash with each other. There's a tower in Metropolis called the Tower of Babel, and the old legend goes, as you learn, is that the hands didn't like the head, and they
1: tore the tower down. And so this... And, and the, that in the original Tower of Babel, they were, in fact, all speaking the same language, they just didn't understand each other. Because they were, they were so different,
0: yes. And so, the current working class society, which is very much a lower class as um, in
1: lives underground
0: and you know, beat down by everything, they have ten hour shifts mm. and and walk in formation and, and all kinds of and collapse at their stations on a regular basis and it's, abysmal working conditions, yes. and um, they are just being held back from revolution by the hope for a mediator between the hands and the head and the mediator is the
1: heart. Well, and the one that is building up their hope for this mediator is, is Maria.
0: Maria is a very crucial figure. How Frieder, the main character first encounters Maria is he's Out in the garden of earthly delights or whatever, chasing women for fun. I mean, you gotta.
1: There is significant nipple
0: through veils, but you know it's there nipple. And he's like, "This nipple pirate lady, I'ma chase her." And they chase, and it's very flirty, frolic, frolic. And then Maria comes out from the underneath, and she is surrounded by a horde of.
1: Grubby children. Worker
0: class children. <laughs> and and they are hanging on to her like she's Madonna and she's uh framed and lit beautifully and Frieder sees her and it is love at first sight. And she's brought the children up on a little field trip to tell them, Look at these frolickers. They are your brothers and sisters.
1: Yes. They and, just say brothers, but
0: Well, later sisters is used. So Uh, uh, anyway um and then you know they're escorted away by security and Frieder's just like oh my gosh I need to know who this woman is and so he ventures into
1: the belly of the machines
0: yes and there he witnesses the synchronized movement as all these people act as as human cogs to keep the machine running and he sees an explosion um which is the result of poor working conditions and design your machines better, please. And um, as this explosion is taking place and he's seeing people die, he experiences a vision uh, of the machine transformed into a a, a giant
1: figure, ha- like a temple of ritual sacrifice.
0: Yeah, there's a a name for the location which is given in the movie, and I you know googled it and it's like yeah this is an old bible figure god that or you know thereabouts the word origin is a little uncertain but it is associated with human sacrifice yes and he sees workers well first he sees slaves like egyptian style slaves then transition into present day workers being fed to the temple like literally into the open mouth um and then he see his vision ends and he goes upstairs he goes into the tower he meets with his father this is when we're introduced to the father and he's like hey a bunch of people just died in an explosion and the father's like what and then he turns to his right hand man and says how come i'm learning this from my son and not from you and then there's some worker plans that are brought forward by the the engineer of the heart machine which comes up later they're like secret plans found in in the pockets of some of the dead from the explosion. And again, Friederson turns to his right hand man and says, How come I learn about this from the heart engineer and not from you? You're fired And then Frieder sees an opportunity and says, Right hand man, go to my place and wait for me to show up. Um and then Frieder goes back through the undercity uh, then through to the machines and he ends up trading places with Georgie. He's like, I, I'm doing direct action. I'm trading places with you and they switch outfits. So now Georgie is dressed like upper class and Frieder is dressed like a worker and takes over Georgie's station. And Georgie is instructed to go back to Frieder's apartment and wait for him to show up. Instead Georgie goes um basically to Metropolis Vegas and has a fun time. As you do. I mean he sees an opportunity and he takes it. Sees the day. Exactly. YOLO. Um and then I think this at this point probably we're introduced to Hell and the mad scientist
1: Rotwing. And Hell is H. E. L. like the Norse goddess. Yes. And Rotwang is just like,
0: sorry for your junk, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is is that how he was?
0: Oh, no. I'm just saying, if we're talking name origins. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I don't know how these things are pronounced. That's how it's spelled.
1: Well, you said Rotwang, but it is spelled Rotwang.
0: (laughs) It's the Midwestern versus... uh, west coast accent anyway um so (laughs) friederson and (laughs) rotwang know each other (laughs) because they both loved the same woman only hell hell decided to be with friederson and you know bore his son frieder and then died and now rotwang has figured out a way to resurrect hell
1: As a robot.
0: He's made a robot
1: woman. Beautiful robot.
0: Yes. Um, and then eventually the 10 hour shift that Frieder has endeavored on ends and he joins a bunch of other workers in attending a subversive meeting where Maria preaches her gospel. And at this point in the meeting, Frieder's like, hey, I'm totally the mediator of course that's me um and then some other stuff happens eventually (laughs) yada 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 it's a two and a half hour long movie (laughs) um (laughs) eventually it is decided by friederson that the robot needs to be made to appear as maria as a so that she the robot can be used as a kind of false prophet It's called the False Maria. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. When
1: people write about it, it's Maria and the False Maria.
0: That makes sense. Um, uh, There's a lot of archetypes and obvious symbolism. Like, Anyway, we'll discuss that later. And that happens once Maria is kidnapped. We get False Maria, who basically leads the upper class of Metropolis in revelry after she leads the lower class of Metropolis to destroy the machines. And basically, the entire undercity is emptied of adults as they go to destroy the machines. And only after the machines are destroyed, after they, they knock out the heart machine engineer he wakes up and he sees the destruction and the revelry because they're they're celebrating the revolution and he asks where are your children and it is at this point in the movie that i sit back and i go oh no because i have a recurring dream that she's forgotten she has a child for years and i'm like this toddler is my my flesh and blood how did i forget <laughs> and I just had the dream the night previous. So it was just like, there's a lot of, where are your children? Where are our children? And just, oh no, we forgot the children. <laughs> and it was very visceral for me. And anyway, it turns out they did forget literally all of the children who are now in the Undercity, which as a result of the machines being destroyed, is flooding and flooding falling apart and I don't know if any of these kids can swim.
1: <laughs> well, but no no fear, the true Maria has rounded them up she and arrived. is leading them to safety.
0: And then Frieder and right-hand man show up and there is a genuinely upsetting escape scene. They end up having to climb the stairwell of an air vent which is then blocked off with a barred door and this stairwell is packed chock-a-block full of little children's bodies to the point where Frieder has to climb up a support beam to even get to the top otherwise he'd have to step on children every bit of the way and then so they all get out but tough to
1: watch yeah, as the waters rising. Yes, yes,
0: yeah, and you know people can die in crowds like that. Just uncomfy visuals. Um, and then they get up there, and the the two crowds, the the, the upper class and the underclass, meet in the middle outside of the church. Also, there's like a bunch of prophesying throughout. And visions that that Frieder has. But anyway, they meet in front of the church. And it's... Oh, and this is when false Maria is being burned at the stake.
1: Yes, they realize that she has tricked them.
0: And led them astray. And done terrible things for their society. And she is
1: just gleefully getting burned at the stake too. full
0: on witch style. It's very good acting for that kind of acting um definitely an older
1: oh yeah it, it's stuff. a complete foreign to us uh, as a society that's not what we would expect from acting now but for this film it was really good to the point of i don't think you really needed to rely on the um cards no, it to was... understand the plot as complex well the majority as of
0: the plot there's some plot stuff that i didn't figure out until i w- read wikipedia and i was like is that what they were trying to say <laughs> um and i think it would have been even less clear for viewers of the abridged cut yeah we watched the complete cut that got restored around 2008 uh they found some some reels in argentina of mis- entire missing scenes, which of
1: course it's Argentina. I don't know anything about it. Well, um, without giving too much away, a lot of Nazis escaped to Argentina. Makes more sense. Yes. Okay, <laughs>
0: um, and then and it, as the fire burns, eventually it is revealed that False Maria was a robot the entire time. And some- Maria, while she sees False Maria being burned at the stake, is hiding in the alcoves of the church. And eventually, Rotwing finds her there and has decided to make off with her and takes her, struggling and kicking and screaming, to the the roof, the parapets of the church. And once False Maria is revealed at the stake... um. The crowd's attention turns to Rotwang and Maria fighting along the roof, and Frieder decides to join in an attempt to rescue her. And he gets up there, and then they climb up the very, very steep roof, and Maria's hanging on by two hands, and then eventually Rotwang and Frieder like, literally tumble down the sloped roof onto the parapet again, and it was, again... Upsetting to see. <laughs> it's not CGI, folks. <laughs> like, ooh, it's any wonder there weren't more injuries on set. Um, and then, um, eventually, Frieder overpowers Ratwing, who falls off the church to his death, and he then, on the ground floor, is. There to act as mediator to join the hands of Friederson, his father, and the heart machine engineer because they wanted to join hands but were unable to because of their differences. So he stepped in as mediator and heart and made that happen. And is there anything after that? I think that was the end.
1: I think that's basically the end. Yes. Yeah.
0: I feel really proud of the job I did
1: just now. I I am it's better than I thought it was going to be. Ditto. Yeah.
0: There's a whole heckin'
1: lot. Yeah. Um, you did mention that there were subplots,
0: which. Well, there's the whole kidnapping thing with Maria.
1: Yeah, but that's how she gets. Yeah, but like, to... the, the, the,
0: like, the, that Rotwing esteems her to be a love interest is very odd. And I, I guess uh, in the Wikipedia. Only then was it clear that there was a love triangle between Friederson and Rotwang and Hell. Oh, that was not clear to me watching it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was on the cards though.
0: The- I just didn't absorb it. Yeah. Um again, two and a half hours of this. Um I don't know. Oh, there's the dance scene. Oof. Wow. Wow. No, there's a lot of very outstanding visuals that if you saw them, you'd say, oh, I've seen that before.
1: Oh, yeah, this... um,
0: And and not just in other media. Like, this has been written about enough uh, on its own merit that you will have chance to cross imagery from it just being on the internet.
1: Just the whole vision of futurism that was presented in this movie Mm -hmm. really... Plays out in a lot of other sci-fi. Yes. Um, the director is also um, the one who established the founding elements of film noir.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um,
1: a very influential film.
0: Hugely. Um, I mean, people talk about Citizen Kane. I would say people talk about Metropolis in the same
1: kind of regard. And as art, they probably should.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and also as influence on future media.
1: Absolutely. And again, just very good art. Yes. Now.
0: Well, I'm surprised I was able to be so coherent in divvying out the plot. And I really tried to do it scene by scene by scene. Yes. Because if you get into the metaphor, it's much messier. Like... Anyone who who's listened to that rehash and didn't immediately think, ah, so Frieder is Jesus,
1: <laughs> maybe. There's so many mixed metaphors, though. Maybe. And th- I think there's one metaphor in this movie. Well,
0: there's there's the the, the class struggle. Uh huh. But I mean, th- like they they bring a lot of bible into it like they talk they do. tower of babel they talk the great whore of babylon <laughs> like yeah like they meant to make you think of jesus
1: yeah but to me this movie has one metaphor and that is ah. nazis period it's a nazi movie the whole plot is upholding nazi ideology from the ground level
0: you're gonna have to explain that
1: i know why do you think i suggested the, the it?
0: wikipedia page indicated to me that he just made it when he wasn't very politically aware and the nazis were like hey great movie guy i want to make some movies for us and he was like no thanks but his wife who became his ex-wife was like oh yeah nazis love that
1: Yes. And his... then he had to run away. Yes, but his uh, his wife at the time was the writer of this movie. I
0: thought they wrote it together.
1: She's the primary screenwriter. Okay.
0: Yeah. She was the writer on this movie. So he was just sort of the dumbass director <laughs> who was along for the ride and made it look pretty.
1: Well, and I think the other thing that comes into play is that when you get into the real ground level Nazi ideology, like where what their political theory is based on it is not as immediately familiar to people and if especially this came out in 1927 so without being well studied in what nazi base level ideology is Mm -hmm. i think it would be easy to miss it because it looks an awful lot like centrism
0: is that what it is Cause to me it seems very obvious, like yeah, the working class should rise up. But why do they want to shake hands with this fool? That's
1: like, that's like, where the Nazi ideology like comes in. It was real.
0: It was like, okay, I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I'm with you. Wait, what? Uh huh. You're saying,
1: huh? Yep. And I've, you know, when I was first told about this movie, the 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 people that I was hearing about it um, from would say things like, "It's a really great movie." But it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't really have an ending. It's just bad politics. It has an ending if you accept fascism as an acceptable ending.
0: Because what's implied is they will rebuild and fundamentally nothing will change except they shook hands.
1: So, I firmly believe... That the entirety of Metropolis is basically a metaphorical retelling of the early chapters of Mein Kampf. Oh, and you've read those. Yes. So, okay, okay, okay. Um, And again, again, a lot of people don't read that book, so they wouldn't really catch the Nazi bit.
0: Amy focused on... Propaganda in her back catalog degree.
1: Yes. So, and and looking at reviews of this movie, uh, the Nazi uh, connection comes up a lot, but oftentimes it comes up in a... But it wasn't a Nazi work because Fritz Lang was actually um, half-Jewish. Uh, there were his, Jewish Nazis? Well he would have been sent to the Holocaust if he hadn't been given a free pass because of his movie making. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't entirely free pass. He did flee Germany. Yeah. Right. Like, he, and he divorced his wife because his wife turned out to be a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I'm half Jewish. I'm like,
0: no, I'm not a Nazi. Yeah. And I, th- I think later in life, he was like, yeah, I know more about politics now. Yes. And yes. I would
1: not make the movie. So I do 100% believe that Fritz Lang did not mean to, mean to make a Nazi movie. Is that being fritz? said i is still fritz or franz I, can't...
0: I, I think it was fritz yeah that being said the, the 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 treatment of the people involved in making the movie i still don't think is forgivable
1: oh yeah he was also an awful director yes uh to work with so laying down this whole idea that it was a nazi movie um a lot of people push back against that Because they talk about there being like three pillars of Nazism, like the adherence to the Fuhrer, um, the working class health movement. I'm I'm not saying them in German. A lot of times they just write them in German because it's easier to express those concepts in German. Um, And then the uh, fight against the Jewish people.
0: And now, real quick, I want to hear the German version.
1: Yeah, well I would have said the German version if I remembered the German version. Oh,
0: okay. I didn't realize <laughs> it
1: was a cover up. Well it
0: <laughs> I thought you were just trying to be nice to the audience. It's like
1: Fuhrer Princip um what is the I don't remember the worker the word for the worker one and Judenkampf. Okay. Yeah. I'm satisfied. Okay so they they kind of say that because it doesn't address the adherence to the leader because the leader of metropolis is actually shown to be incorrect right so
0: is he though
1: well he has to kind of admit that things need to change well because they just destroyed it (laughs) right right he's like yeah you should clean up but undermining a leader undermining the fuhrer was a big no-no to the nazis uh, and then the idea that there's no anti-Semitic stuff in the movie.
0: Well, I mean, it's all v- white and like Frieder. I th- I think they're trying to portray as blonde. Granted, it's black and white, but like, like,
1: well, they're all they're all Germans.
0: Yeah, but that he's the main guy. He's right. the Jesus metaphor.
1: Yes. He's the Hitler metaphor, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, which the Nazis probably would have also considered a Jesus metaphor.
0: Well, so was Hitler... I guess he would have been upper class if he got to go to art school, <laughs> then reaching out to the, to the working class.
1: It wasn't so much where he fed into the class struggle. It's where fascism as a principle of government fit in between the capitalist class and the working class. Okay. Um. And that kind of like we're going to hold their hands together that that plays into like how the Nazis were anti-union. OK. They wanted the government to be the union in a sense. Mm. And it didn't really work out that great for the workers. OK. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it really. The fundamental concept of Nazism is there, but only when you look at it from the Nazis were not in power yet. And this is a, what we need is fascism, not a, this is how you uphold fascism. Okay. So, Metropolis was not a fascist society. It was authoritarian, mm. but mm-hmm. there were plenty of authoritarian societies besides fascist ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, plenty of monarchies and whatnot.
0: Well, I mean, like, people, the people who work at McDonald's aren't usually the people who go golfing.
1: Right. Right. In modern terms. Right. So, you know, it it was, you know, they talk about because Metropolis was an authoritarian state that it was a fascist one. And I just don't think that's correct. I think that Metropolis was run by a capitalist class.
0: I mean, the wages and buying power were clearly an issue in this movie.
1: Right. Right. And the working class, their uprising that was just disastrous. portrayed as ignorant, like they forgot about their own children. And took the whole city down. Yeah. That is... And ruined their own homes. That's very much commentary on the Russian Revolution. Oh. From a fascist perspective, like they destroyed their nation with this uprising. Hmm. From a fascist perspective, the communist uprising was the destruction of the nation. And there were plenty of communists and socialists within Germany. And, uh, you know, the fascists did not want to see them succeed. They believed that the economic socialism that the communists and people that call themselves socialists were um, preaching was detrimental to the country and i think a lot of the imagery in this movie showed that by using the religious symbol symbolism throughout Mm, it mm -hmm. and the following of the false maria kind of undermining the church the culture the roots of the community and family and
0: she specifically leads the workers to do the uprising, she's like, "Now's the time to do it. You were right. waiting. Do it today."
1: Right. So to me, the worker uprising showed a uh, a break from traditional values at the expense of their children and losing their minds. It's a very fascist um, representation of what communism looked like.
0: Well, the other thing that I think is of of note in false maria's leadership of the uprising is friederson was encouraging this right he was he was the puppet master pulling the strings of false maria because he wanted the working class to make the wrong move first so that they could come down on them
1: yeah uh, sort of that's how I read it. It it, uh, it also looked like maybe Fritterson didn't really know how much danger he was putting himself in by doing that. And that he was actually encouraged by Rotwing. Who wanted to like... Again, that Who love triangle to, thing came in. But he was trying to undermine the whole of society by bastardizing their essentially religion because... Maria is looked upon as a saint. She is very much a it's, it's Madonna the, it's figure. It's the Madonna whore thing. Right. And he's the one that bastardizes the Madonna figure into this false Maria. And uses her to actually bring about ruin of both the upper and the lower classes of the society. See, that,
0: that was the confusing thing for me in this metaphor. As I'm like, okay, if Frieder is Jesus... And that means Friederson is God, but he's, like, bringing about the downfall of stuff.
1: But this makes more sense if
0: Rotwing is Satan.
1: Yeah, except it's actually Frieder's Hitler. Friederson is the, like, country, the rule that they came up in. Mm. The underclasses, of course, are, you know just the underclass they're very much just presented as is yeah and rotwing is i really think um is supposed to be an anti-semitic figure he's got he's you when you were watching it you were saying like oh it's alchemy and i don't know what that star on the door is about well it, well, it wasn't a star of david because this half jewish director wouldn't have like obviously been anti-semitic well himself. okay the reason
0: i was even saying alchemy is because lucas was saying the entire time uh uh, oh, uh illuminati illuminati i'm just like no that wasn't a thing
1: it well, would be alchemy it, no i mean illuminati new world orders type of stuff that was absolutely what the nazis like the nazis but at, when this
0: movie was made
1: yes really yes Well Yes, this is at a time when... The they were div- already talking about New World Order? They used that against Jewish people. Yes, that was how they built the, the underlying... I thought that'd come after the fact. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. It was a long buildup for hatred of Jewish people, for their secret workings to bring about the downfall of society. Jeez. And I really think the star on the door...
0: That would be the sign? Yes. Okay. So, well, and, and, and it was, he was—he—he was not a sympathetic figure at all. I mean, he had a mechanical hand because he—he'd he'd cut it off in order to make the machine, hell, woman, machine man, false Maria, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, like that's almost like a golem, kind but of a thing.
1: It's a deal with the devil as well, type of thing. Yeah, like yes, yeah, a lot of religious metaphor in it as well. But, but, I, but the metaphors are so mixed, except when you look at it as just a fascist one.
0: Yeah. And I don't have that, that right. context. And that's the thing. You so I'm just go, like, this is ridiculous. You can go
1: really <laughs> deep in all, to the, all these different <laughs> metaphors, or you can look at it as it matching up exactly to fascist ideology as a metaphor. Like, it is so fascist. And like, Hitler's National Socialism, fascist. Like, not another type of fascism. Not Mussolini's fascism. Huh. Yeah.
0: And this was 1927?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, they spent a really long time writing it. And at that... I I mean, it would make sense that it'd be so long-winded if that's the message that his wife was trying to get across. But a lot of this stuff should have just been cut.
1: Yeah. So... Hitler liked this movie so much that when Fritz Lang um, directed another movie that appeared to show the people rising up to overthrow a tyrannical government, um, he was called into Joseph Goebbels' office. He was certain that he was in big-time trouble after that one um, because they immediately pulled the plugs on it and wouldn't let it be shown in Germany and said it was you know, against the Fuhrer. He thought he was really in for it when he went into Goebbels' office. But Goebbels was like, hey, Hitler really loves you. Sorry about that movie that we can't let everybody see. You want a job?
0: Mm. And then he was like, I need to get out of town.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and that might have been the point where he realized, I made a movie that Hitler really liked. <laughs> yeah. and it's- Yeah. Hitler really liked it because it's a metaphor for Hitler's actual version of how a fascist government was supposed to bring about unity of the state between the capitalist and working classes, and protect them from their culture being undermined by Jewish people. And you tell me that that movie didn't fit to a T.
0: Well, when as a metaphor, when you say it, if I take all of. things you say for granted because again i have no background in this i yes i agree but if that's not convincing you listener the behind the scenes should because in that 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 drowning city children escape scene i described which was upsetting to watch without context more upsetting with context (laughs) um like purposefully uh lang kept the water in that scene which w- was probably up to chin high for some of the smaller children at a very cold temperature and they did that they they did that they shot that scene over a lot of n- nights like 11 nights or something like it was a protracted filming Ooh. and um the witch burning At the stake, um, what's depicted is as she's being shoved onto the pyre, which was very tall and large. I mean, when you've got grand pianos building up this thing and other, like, it's it's huge.
1: It It was the most unnecessarily large stake-burning pyre I've ever seen. I mean, all of
0: the sets appeared gigantic. Grand. Yes. A huge production. Um. At one point, the actress is actually pulled up onto the pyre by her hair. I thought that they were just sort of fake doing it. No, they did that for real. And the fire, real fire. At one point,
1: her dress caught. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, like, and
1: this was oh my gosh. This not, is not like a Faces of Death video. <laughs> this was
0: not just one take either. Like she did that. Thing, that scene so many times at one point she like just i think fainted up there oh my god! and the robot suit that actress who played maria and false maria was in the suit which was molded after they did a full body cast using a special new sort of flexible material um which like great that it was sort of flexible still not enough like she was bruised and cut from wearing it and it was so tight and constricting and like a full-on like pinpoint poked in for her to see out of the face mask like she lost consciousness in there like a very terrible experience for the actors making this film
1: in one of his later films fritz lang uh threw the star, who is Peter Lorre, I believe, the star of that film, threw him down the stairs to make him look more haggard for a scene. The director personally threw his star down the stairs.
0: I mean, that's that's like Hitchcock stuff. That's like Kubrick stuff. That's like Tarantino stuff. I mean, Tarantino's himself strangled actresses for his movies. Ugh. Like instead of letting you know, the actor do it. He's like, no, 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 it'll be my hands.
1: Isn't it so much more unsettling when the people that do things like that are still alive? Yeah. (laughs) Supposed to like, this guy's gone. He died in the 70s. No one has to deal with him anymore. Yeah, but
0: so even if you don't take Amy's word for it, still a bad movie. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: It's, I mean, beautiful to look at, but yikes. Uh, But stunningly beautiful to look at. And that that's kind of that to me is one of the most disturbing things is how beautiful they made this absolutely horrible metaphor. Beautiful. Well, they had the
0: resources, they had the time. Um, yeah, but
1: beauty is appealing. It like is. like okay, when you look at it from a propaganda well, of course standpoint, they're going to make it right? beautiful. Of they course. made the idea of needing the fascist government as the intermediary between the working class and the capitalists, and as and to uphold their no, know, I culture mean, Frieder is a very yes.
0: heroic figure the entire
1: time. Yeah, because and that's the thing is that I a mean, lot Frieder, a lot of people who think it's not a Nazi movie think Joe um, Friederson is the Hitler figure. But it's not. It's Fritter. Fritter is the Hitler figure.
0: I mean, he does no wrong the entire time.
1: Yes. And that upholds that Fuhrer principle that allows that does not allow for any uh, like the Fuhrer was supposed to be as infallible as the Pope. So, yeah. well I, I mean, and, and Frier embodied that
0: I mean and from the very beginning too because he's in the garden with all these dressed up women and as soon as Maria walks on and she's wearing her smock like she like the working class don't even have buttons all their clothes are tied on and um like he sees her face and it's just like her natural beauty like overwhelms him like he is attracted to the beautiful
1: yeah like. Yeah,
0: like literally. Yeah, he's he's like a, a deity in this movie.
1: Yeah, it, it's that's where to me things get really dangerous is when you put ideas like Hitler's into something that beautiful. Now, the upside is is that most people haven't read enough Hitler to even notice that it was a Hitler metaphor. Well, I mean, today, so, yeah, today,
0: I'm sure it had its influence when it came out
1: well a a lot of people's a lot of people and governments even reaction to hitler uh from the beginning was to try to ban it Hmm. Mm. um there was not a unabridged copy of mein kampf available in english until after the war
0: Mm. yeah
1: so it it was always something that was a little bit more difficult for people to get their hands on and it remains um an unusual book for someone to have read. So, you miss giant Hitler metaphors when you don't know what Hitler said about things. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie is a giant Hitler metaphor.
0: Yeah. But I, I think if you're not watching it for that, it's still worth seeing. Um, I mean, it, it is just a little slice of history. You, you see the different acting styles, and you see the influence.
1: And a, and a genuine work of art.
0: It is genuinely beautiful,
1: and as we've discussed, and, and was, Fritz, Fritz Lang was not aware that he was making yeah. a Hitler metaphor. Well, so. and it,
0: and it was groundbreaking for cinema. Oh, I mean, just if,
1: if if you're interested
0: in cinema, movies as art, as storytelling. I mean, even for what the story is, I think it's right. told effectively if you understand the metaphor.
1: Yeah, and if you understand the metaphor, the movie makes more sense when you look at it yeah. as a piece of fascist work yeah. and understand the tenets of fascism that they're presenting mm-hmm. the movie does flow better
0: yeah so so if if you're interested in the history of movies i think it's worth seeing um just don't like if if you're a nazi maybe don't
1: yeah and if, you know if if you're somebody who watched it and wouldn't have realized that it was nazi uh, think about why Think about why you can't re- recognize Nazism right off the bat. Because it does look like liberal centrism, actually. Like, oh, well, why can't we both just get along? We're going to have a mediator.
0: Yeah, okay. That, right? Now I see the liberal centrism. Yes. But, like, if, if you don't see the liberal centrism, you just see, like, a story that started good and then just got kind of petered out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, the, the ending comes in hard and fast and to the point when it's watched as a Nazi metaphor. Yeah. It is a kind of what just happened when you're not reading it as a Nazi metaphor. Yeah, you're just like, nothing got fixed. So I don't know
0: why you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, your children aren't dead. Yeah. That's cool. But So the
1: first time I watched it, I went, holy crap. Is, that looks like that whole thing was about what we need is fascism to save the day. And, you know, of course, nobody I watched it with got that. At all, and I went down pretty deep with into the rabbit hole and started off with Fritz Lang, and everybody does. And because Fritz Lang was not a Nazi and made anti Nazi stuff and was half Jewish, and there's plenty of reasons to believe that he would not have made a Nazi movie, but You're just like he you made read a about,
0: weird movie that one time,
1: yeah, Theo von Harbo, who is in fact a Nazi and wrote it, <laughs> and it makes more sense,
0: yes, so. Give us your rating on the
1: Ubrich scale. Wow. That was I, I mean, just absolute awe. I, it, despite it being Nazi trash, it is absolutely beautiful.
0: I mean, it was exciting to see. Yes. What they did with the, the cameras and and the shots yes. and the pa- at one point there was like a maybe second long shot that was following Frieder's hand like the camera and you know they were huge back then like it was impressive that they yes. they put in the work to get that, ang- that yeah. moving angle for yeah. just a second
1: yeah Um. and, and it's <sighs> there's a reason it took it, 17 months it, it's it keeps you engaged it's really shocking that a silent film can make two and a half hours pass by so quickly. Mm-hmm. No,
0: I mean, a- as uh, as medium, very well handled.
1: Yeah. Terrible movie. All right, Amanda, what is your rating?
0: Huh.
1: Huh? Huh. I mean, I'm mixed.
0: Like, there's the two aspects.
1: Yeah, it. it you definitely don't want to be like, oh, that was some good Nazi stuff.
0: Well, I mean, before I knew before I, know, I know. before I knew the Nazi stuff, it was just like I don't understand what they were trying to say. I know they were trying to say something very hard, yes. but they were not speaking in symbols I understood. Right, they were speaking in symbols I recognized.
1: Yeah, they were also speaking in symbols that someone who was already initiated into the fascist movement would have heard loud and clear
0: yeah well i mean hey at least there's that (laughs) i was not initiated
1: yeah good good on you thanks (laughs) (laughs) all right remember everybody we are professionals don't watch these at home